Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, July 12th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From Oakland, California, I'm Justin Robert Young. And our producer, Roger Chang, is with us as well. How are you, Roger? I'm good. Whoops. Do you feel... I'm good. (laughs) What was the whoops about? (laughs) Oh, no, I had my screen instead of my face. Ah, we would never have known had you not. Uh, had, had not. I thought he was like, I'm good. No. Oops, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not good. That's Burger not. coming back up. We're good. We're good. No burgers coming up. Uh, we are going to talk about Apple's new MacBook Pros in a little bit, a few other Apple things and a roundup of Apple announcements on what I consider an awesome thing that Apple did, which is just put out the products and not hold a three-hour announcement about them. That's just me. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Google is rolling out Morse code on the Gboard keyboard for iOS and updating its Android version, which was previously available. Morse code for Gboard lets you customize your keyboard and works with Google's standard autocomplete and autocorrect features, as well as Google Assistant. Google also released a game to make learning Morse code easier, if that's something that you would like to know more about. Dot, dot, yes. Mm -hmm. Dot, 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 dash, dot, dot. YouTube giveth and YouTube taketh away. First... YouTube is releasing a tool called Copyright Match that is basically content ID for smaller creators without the option to monetize infringing videos. Channels with 100,000 subscribers get it next week, with more channels getting it over the next few months. On the other hand, YouTube creators like Linus Tech Tips, Cerny, and Ostrazitz all uh, complained that their channels were given a strike or temporarily suspended for violating rules against using YouTube to primarily drive people off YouTube, in these cases, to Twitch. YouTube said you absolutely can produce videos promoting Twitch, but uh, and that there is no new enforcement. So algorithm or human mistake in those bands? What's our, what's our best guess? Mm-hmm. And now a tale of two regulatory approaches. In India, the Department of Telecommunications has agreed to adopt rules against ISPs engaging in any form of discrimination or interference in the treatment of online content, often called net neutrality. Telecom licenses will be amended to reflect these new rules. Meanwhile, in the net neutrality-less USFCC... The FCC has approved a change to its rules, removing wording that implied there was a duty to advocate for consumers who do not find resolutions to informal complaints. Chairman Ajit Pai said the FCC will still try to help consumers with informal complaints. That's not going to change. 
Microsoft is launching a free version of its Slack competitor, Microsoft Teams. The free version includes support for up to 300 people, includes guest accounts as well, with unlimited app integrations, messages, and search. The free version limits file storage to up to uh, 10 gigabytes and 20, uh, 2 gigabytes rather per member. Well, How funny is it that in 2018, Microsoft is the company that's releasing free versions of established products to undercut? To undercut Slack. The undercut, yeah, no, the big, the big monster <laughs> slack. All right, yeah. let's uh, let's talk about the fact that here in 2018, it's about time we get our flying cars. Justin, Palo Alto Company opener announced its single seat all electric v- uh, flying machine called the Black Fly. The tandem wing eight rotor craft takes off and lands vertically and flies up to 25 miles at 62 miles an hour. It has flown more than 1,400 times for a combined distance of 12 thousand miles controls include a joystick and a push button system for autonomous flight back to its base you don't legally need a pilot's license to operate it but the company will require that you pass the faa private pilot written examination and get training the company says pricing will eventually be similar to an suv so dumb question why wouldn't you need a pilot's license you're flying Uh, in the air no no it's a dumb it's not a dumb question uh there are rules for certain aircraft where you don't because of the way they work you don't need to have a pilot you don't need to have a pilot's license to to have a drone uh so this is just a you climbing inside the drone so it 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 falls into that light aircraft situation where you don't have to get the full pilot's license but but once a human is in a flying object i mean that could change i think up till now it's been like hey you want to take this thing around low altitude away from airports fine we're not going to make you get a license for that and i think anybody who's followed the drone conversation uh knows that there's a a very big need for us to just take a big new fresh look to a lot of these laws because they were designed for a time when this kind of rapid innovation specifically in that mushy middle was not conceivable yeah put it put it this way if black fly catches on and everybody's flying these things you bet there will be laws that require you to get a license but it'll be a specific license to this model a lot of things about the pilot examination and the reason they may not require it for these lighter aircraft is it covers things that you don't really need to know to operate these sorts of machines uh i welcome uh, Joe, the pilot, and anybody else out there who, who's got an opinion on these these light aircraft, because uh, I know you guys know more about this stuff than we do. Twitter has begun removing tens of millions of what the company deems suspicious accounts from users' follower accounts, explaining that it wants to restore trust. Thank you, Twitter. Some Twitter users obviously inflate their followers on Twitter. This is something that you can buy with automated or fake accounts to boost their follower numbers if you want to get a job or political reasons or lots of reasons to do this. Twitter says that the purge will reduce the total combined follower count on Twitter by about 6%. I, for one, welcome fewer Twitter followers because I want my followers to be real. I don't know about you guys. I lost about 900 followers, I think, uh, uh, today. Who knows whether or not that will go further but uh uh yeah a a a little bit i was at i think uh 29.9 and now i'm at 29 tom gonna sound i'm gonna i know i i I know i'm gonna sound like you know like snotty no matter what i say but i just don't care (laughs) 
Well, no, uh, here's the thing. I don't care about big follower accounts because I know that people who have the most followers also have the most spam accounts following them. That's just the way Twitter has been this entire time. I'm looking at my follower account now and uh, I haven't gotten docked all that much, but I suspect that I will. I know a lot of my followers just are bots or for whatever reason are aren't actually people who are going to engage with me or even not real people at all i think that we all have to get off of this whole you're better if you have more followers and it you know makes you a cooler person in the same vein i do notice that on instagram something weird is going on because this is all the same it's the same phenomenon on on lots of different networks i've gained like two thousand instagram followers in the last month that is totally weird they're all fake i don't know what's going on but i hate all this stuff yeah because it makes people think things of you that that are completely untrue that's Uh, why i don't i don't pay attention to it well okay i know it's 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 essentially meaningless in the long but 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 it it, it, will actually think it's meaningful that's oh, but listen, uh, there are many, problem. many people in the city that you guys live in that make a very handsome living based on a number that may or may not be real. This is something that I do think is serious beyond the, the, the back and forth of users. Twitter is now in a mature enough place where it can shed 6% of its user base. And this is a, a healthy thing for the platform, not a sign that Twitter is all full of bots. They're not going to grow. They're not growing. I think it's a, a good thing for the company that they are doing something that probably should have been done a while ago. Okay, Google has enabled a feature for most desktop users in Chrome 67 called Site Isolation, which runs a different browser process for each domain. The feature arrived as an option in Chrome 63, but it's now out there as a default for all before you had to go turn it on yourself. Google prioritized development of the function after the Spectre and Meltdown vulnerabilities were made public in January because it mitigates against that, slowly making it enabled by default for more and more users. It's now out there for more than 99% of desktop users. Now, Google says the feature will increase your memory overhead (laughs) in Chrome, which... Already uses up a lot of your memory already. Uh, In fact, they say it could increase anywhere between 10 and 13%. But Google says it can now roll back other mitigation efforts which impacted performance, including re-enabling precise timers and shared array buffers, which would be helpful for web apps. So fixing Spectre and Meltdown on the one hand uh, in a way that won't require some of the other uh, loss of functionality that Chrome had, but each domain, not even a tab, each domain is its own process. So those domains can't affect any other domains. Well, Chrome slows to a crawl for me on a regular basis. Um, Even though I like Chrome so much, I just never pick another browser because I'm just so used to it. So this is great as long as it's things don't slow down further. Reason. It's slowing for a good reason. Well, and that's fine, but you know we have things to do, Tom. Yeah. Sure, maybe Chrome can isolate uh, the sites like Google's own sites that constantly crash for me on Chrome uh, at a higher rate than any other. Yeah, platform. I mean Gmail. I can barely load it half the time. Oh, like, Gmail, Gmail on Chrome. Come on, okay, don't even get me started. All right, here we go. Dan Gooden at Ars Technica has an article about a 30-month-old tech support scam targeted at Dell users. The difference between this and other scams that try to fool users into handing over control of their OS is that the scammers have information like PC serial numbers and the names, phone numbers, and email addresses customers gave to the PC maker. Dell acknowledges that the, uh, acknowledges the scams and warns about them, but has not remarked about how these scammers seem to have 
internal Dell information. That would seem to be a fairly big part of this, Dell. Uh, my guess is Dell doesn't know. That's why they're not saying anything about it. All their statements, uh, according to Dan Gooden, have been, this is an industry-wide problem, which Dan Gooden rightly points out. Yeah, there's an industry-wide problem of people pretending to be tech support from companies that aren't, that they aren't, but not usually having the information that really helps convince people that they're from that company. How did people get this Dell info? Dell's not saying anything about that. Uh, And my guess is they don't know how this info got out. It's probably... Some IT support person handed over a database or there was a breach, one of the two, and and somebody got a customer information database and and is using it uh, for a normal scam. Normally, the way the scam goes is they call you up and like, I'm from Microsoft support and we've uh, identified a problem with your computer. And then they make you show your, you know, your registry or something to trick you into thinking uh, that it's them. This is way more convincing because they're like, oh, well, I can tell you your actual serial number on your computer. Here it is. And that that, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you must be Dell then. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to try that hard because someone's like, hold on a second. Is this a scam? Well, obviously it's not because you have all this information. But obviously it is because Dell or Microsoft or anybody else is not going to call you about your computer problem. You Mm -hmm. call them. So, I mean, spread the word. I know everybody out there knows this, but if you get a call saying something's wrong with your computer, it's a scam. Hang up. So... Here is, in terms of the what did they know and when did they know it of the story that we should be looking for as it develops, is did Dell share this information with other third parties that maybe they shouldn't have? There's there's no reason to believe they have. I mean, it's possible. There is no. no. I mean, it it is so much more likely that it is some kind of breach or or angry employee. But yeah, likely, likely. But here's here's if, if I'm looking at the development of this story. You're right. That's the likely. The bad is whether or not there is there is a, a, a different handle of how they share this information. Yeah, you know, and it's the right thing to bring up. It just rubs me the wrong way because that's everybody's default assumption now. Everybody assumes that if there's, a, uh, there's, there's data Dell loose, that, that, yeah. that the company gave it to somebody because cause of Cambridge Analytica and et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. no. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think that it's necessarily a negative. I think it, it, it could be, all right, well, in, in a betterment to support this thing, there was this third-party company that we had an agreement we had with. We had a contract with or something. a little bit yeah. too much. It was by accident and now bleep bop bloop right yeah uh but uh yeah until dell puts out an explanation though the sugar plum fairies of rumors run wild in everybody's head (laughs) (laughs) oh and it's not even christmas (laughs) (laughs) uh so as a person who orders Oh, I don't know, roughly five meals a week on Uber Eats, possibly more, is <laughs> uh, as, as recently as a pizza at midnight last night. Hey, I had things to do, guys. It would have been nice to know that Uber actually added Venmo as a payment option in the main Uber app and also the Uber Eats app for U.S. customers. So you can pay, you can split the bill, and then you can share your purchases with friends. Venmo sort of famously is... It, makes you say why you're uh, sharing a purchase uh, with, with a friend or or paying a friend or getting money from a friend. According to Uber, more than 6 million Venmo payments last year mentioned the word Uber in those payment descriptions. So obviously it makes sense that the company would want to integrate this. Venmo also emailed users Thursday that it's phasing out Venmo.com functionality over the coming months. Not sure why they'd want to do that, but that's what they told me. I got the email, including the ability to pay and charge someone on Venmo.com rather than the Venmo app. I mean, I would assume the reason why is so they don't have to monitor another 
well, exploitable element of their company, right? I guess so, but it's sort of like, I don't know. I mean, Instagram used to be only an app, and then they introduced Instagram.com because they want wanted more people to use it in more ways that people use the internet in general. It, it It's sort of strange that Venmo, which is a very popular payment option, it's obviously owned by PayPal, would roll back web functionality, which I have used in the past. I, I use Venmo.com, you know, if I'm on my laptop, like I don't need to pull my phone out. It, it is weird to reduce functionality, especially pl- open platform functionality, where it's going to be easier yeah. for people to use in multiple situations. But it could be a security thing. could be that yeah. some feature they're implementing just doesn't work well on the web and they don't want to spend the money and time to make it work well on the web. Uh, and so they're, they're deprecating it. Uh, by the way, thanks to strike it rich for bringing this into the chat room just now, this is happening right now. It's still developing. The U S justice department has lodged an appeal of the decision to allow the merger between AT&T and time Warner. Agency had previously said it was not going to appeal the ruling, but it has now appealed the lower court ruling to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, which is uh, very unusual and awkward since the deal closed on June 14th. What? Yeah, what are the legalities of rolling back I mean, a deal that's closed. I mean, I, it's, I guess it's, it's certainly never really there's nothing before. illegal about it. It just sure, makes things sure. more complicated because now if they win their court case, you've got to unwind all of that. Uh, so yeah, uh, f- filed July 12th. Notice hereby given that the United States of America plaintiff in the above named case hereby appeals to the United States court of appeals for the district of Columbia circuit from the final judgment entered into this action on June 12th. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. (laughs) They took a month to do it. I mean, this is just going to cause havoc. I mean, look, when you're when you own the game, you get to make the rules. So uh, uh, they will the government will do whatever they want. But holy crap, you are not kidding. Uh, This is I mean, we're already covering the stories about uh, 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 the new boss for HBO going in and and dictating new rules about the future of that company. Yeah, this this is a 
you know, the, the reason why a lot of these companies kind of keep things separate until the final approvals are done is so you don't have this kind of awkwardness. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is breaking right now. Oh, but the, no, this is, and, and just to be clear, folks, just to be very, very clear, I don't think AT&T did anything untoward. They won a court case. The Department of Justice said, we're not going to file an appeal. All of AT&T's third-party lawyers and everything were satisfied. DOJ says they're not going to file an appeal. We're going to consider this closed since there's no appeals. Why would we wait? Let's proceed and close the deal, which we have been ready to close for quite a long time. So they closed it quick. It's the DOJ suddenly going, you know what? Actually, <laughs> we said we weren't going to appeal. We're going to appeal a month later. Uh, that is quite unusual here. Uh, this has been a merger that uh, the president has not been a fan of, just for the record. It, it, that thought crossed my mind, too, of whether, uh, you know, and it would not be unusual in this administration for one part to not be in sync with another part about what the uh, what the procedure should be. And this is the kind of thing that happens when you have that sort of situation. So, you know, keep your eye, keep your eye on those tweets from London. Yeah. Uh, it certainly is the kind of thing that causes regulatory un 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 uncertainty, can affect other deals, uh, and can make things more costly. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye on it. Folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day as well, you can keep an eye on things even faster in about five minutes. Get them all. Subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right, Apple announced its MacBook Pros with Touch Bar will now come with quieter keyboards. No more clackety-clack. They're still the same keyboards. They're just a little quieter. Uh, you do get voice activation of Siri, true tone displays like you have in the iPad, now on the MacBook Pro. Uh, those are the ones that adjust color temperature to the temperature of the light around you. New 15-inch MacBook Pro comes with Intel's 6-core 8th generation i7 or i9 processors, Radeon Pro 4GB GPUs, RAM can be configured up to 32GB, storage up to 4TB, and the 13-inch MacBook Pros Get quad-core i5 or i7 chips with the integrated Intel Iris 655 graphics up to 2 terabytes of storage. Prices stay the same for the base models. In fact, prices are pretty much the same as they were before, just with upgraded specs, except for these new Maxes. You didn't have 32 gigabytes of RAM and 4 terabytes of storage before, so that top price goes up. <laughs> The most expensive MacBook Pro you can get now is $6,699. What a deal! Such a steal. <laughs> Uh, Apple also stopped selling the 2015-era MacBook Pro that had the old keyboard and USB-A ports. A lot of people still held on to that option because, oh, I want the old USB, not the USB-C. Didn't want to live that dongle life. Uh, and they've begun selling a Blackmagic external GPU containing a Radeon Pro 580 with 8 gigabytes of memory for $699, which would be useful for people who old, own older models if they want to get a little more juice. And it's pretty much a dock. It has HDMI ports, USB ports, etc. Uh, so that can be handy as a dock for people with laptops as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, granted, the, the top level price is very expensive. Previously, the top level price was close to $5,000 anyway. So when you add those t specs up, I guess that makes sense. But we just talked about Ming-Chi Kuo saying they were going to come out with new all kinds of stuff. And here's the first of those shoes to drop right away. Uh, you know that you know. Besides it being a you know sixty seven hundred dollar MacBook at the very very high end, I you know I don't need four terabytes of local storage. I oh, wow. I 
You do not. No, I don't need it, but I want it. <laughs> you do, but but you're a local storage kind of a person, mm. you know. Like I'm a cloud. Like I'll just buy cloud storage. I don't mm. care where it is. But I I do find it funny that and I'm I have a Touch Bar Mac. I bought it at the end of 2016. It's a real road warrior, so I've been kind of thinking about upgrading. You know, you know, maybe maybe later this year, I you know might get myself a new computer, and. You know, I, I like the touch bar. I never thought about the keyboard as being loud or annoying. So I don't, you know, th- there have been so many problems with the keyboards that I, I know a lot of uh, my viewers on Twitter them. were sort of like, the keyboard has all sorts of problems. Like no one was complaining that it was too loud. Well, I'm sure someone was complaining that it was well, too sure loud. I'm sure someone was. But that was not the biggest problem. You're right. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you actually probably couldn't hear their complaints over those. <laughs> right. Yeah. All the clackety clacking. Um, it, I've also gotten used to that dongle life as you called it, Tom. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't mind so much about that, but I don't know. Justin is, is, is a quieter keep Like if you're at a coffee shop and somebody's, you know, typing away next to you is, is that's never been a thing that's actually bothered me. Oh no, no. I mean, I probably would try to stay away from coffee shops to, to, to begin with, but I, I would say that if I was, uh, you know, typing or writing at a bar or something like that, then, then maybe I would want a less intrusive keyboard. I, I don't think that's the issue though. What, but my larger thought with this is just how far we are continuing to move in the idea that laptops writ large are business things in a way that they didn't used to be. I mean, that now we are, we are continuing to see the trend that we have seen for the past 10 years of the consumer device. The, like, I just want to experience the things on the web devices are phones, primarily tablets, secondarily MacBooks are business. These are business tools. And so you're going to see larger prices and more functionality and more power, even on the more, artist-driven, sleek, cool-to-look-at MacBook Pros. I mean, I, I will... Oh, sorry. No, I, no, I think I, you're going to say the similar thing that I did. Go ahead. I was just saying, like, you know, laptops have always been a business machine, and what was so interesting is that for the longest time, you saw a downward trend in pricing yeah. for a lot of laptops, especially the kind of, I wouldn't say entry-level, but kind of mid-tier models. And what's isn't so striking is that uh, the pricing that that Apple has rolled out for these new machines is kind of in line what is in line what they used to charge people back in the day, and then they kind of dipped their prices as they aimed for more of a consumer uh, kind of consumer electronics uh, market instead of just a I need a computer for business, I need a computer to do you know creative work or anything like that. So uh, you know the pricing is is definitely a, a bit of a shock, but it's not. It's not out of line historically if you look at Apple pricing in general. No, I agree. And I mean, even though I, I just said, oh, you got cloud storage. Nobody needs four terabytes of local storage. I also have a variety of external hard drives because I do a lot of editing projects. And sometimes it's like five gigs at a pop, you know, and so I'm constantly offloading. It would be nice to have all of that locally. I'm just not used to it. Oh, yeah. No, no. This, this is video, 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 Photoshop, Photoshop, Photoshop. I mean, as we deal more and more with 4K and, and stuff like that, if you are doing any kind of professional uh, uh, editing like that, creative service editing like that, uh, you need uh, infinite uh, in storage that right. you have on. Yeah. Hat yeah. tip to doctor in our Slack who points out you can get a razor blade laptop with better specs for a few hundred dollars or more or less. Just mm-hmm. 
Well, thanks uh, everybody. There's always, there's always that. That's like like the Lorax. The no matter what, anytime there's a MacBook announcement, there is there is the Lorax voice talking about the cheaper PC that you can get. Well, sure. It's like, hey, you want that expensive pair of jeans? There are some cheaper jeans. Yeah, they're gonna fit your body. But people say, but I want the expensive ones because that's what I want. That's just I the speak way for the style PCs. goes when it comes to tech. For the PCs have no tongues. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. Doctor, I'm sure you're one of them. Uh, our subreddit uh, it, is where you can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We are also on Facebook. If you want to hang out on Facebook, please do so. Facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. All right, let's check in with Chris from Amateur Traveler. Haven't talked to him in a while on mobile payments for tourists this time. This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another tech in Travel Minute. Several times on the show, you have talked about the electronic payments, especially mobile payments, and some of the solutions coming out of China, like Alipay and WeChat Pay. But one of the things that's interesting is because of the rise of Chinese tourism, this is no longer something that is constrained to just China. We're seeing that more and more get accepted in Europe and in the U.S. And so Alipay, for instance, has agreements now, global agreements with Marriott and Uber, and they're rolling out a partnership with Yelp in New York, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and San Francisco. And WeChat Pay has signed a deal in Las Vegas with Caesars. We will likely see more and more of these rolling out because of the increasing number of Chinese tourists and because, according to a recent survey, 14% of Chinese people do not carry any cash while 26% hold less than 100 RMB in their wallets on a day-to-day basis. So electronic payments coming to you thanks to Chinese tourists. I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. As if hearing the hope in Chris's voice uh, this morning, the South China Morning Post uh, reported the news that WeChat says, yeah, we're not worried about making wallets for people outside of China. So even though the payments will be accepted at Caesars Palace, you're not in China. Uh, WeChat's not worried about helping you make a wallet. They do have systems for creating wallets in Hong Kong and Malaysia, but they say they're pretty much just focused on outbound Chinese tourists. So I don't know. Fingers crossed. Maybe they'll change. Let's check the mailbag, Sarah. Let's do it. This one comes from Cynthia, who says, hello, from an expat living in the land of cheese and windmills. I'm going to guess that the Netherlands, although there's probably cheese and windmills in other places. As a creator and seller of 3D printed items, because we were talking about 3D printed guns on the show yesterday. Cynthia says, customers frequently comment, you know, people make guns with 3D printers, right? Cynthia says, Try not to roll my eyes when I tell them in a past life I was a metal machinist. A majority of the guys that I worked with made or attempted to make guns because, you know, that's nature of the business, right? Plans to make a gun have been available for decades before Chuck Hull, inventor of the solid imaging process known as stereolithography or 3D printing, was born. Cynthia says it's not any easier to make a plastic light gun with a 3D printer than a metal lathe. And you can print metal parts too but I, I thank you cynthia for saying like hey this is easier said than done and easier right. printed yeah. than assembled yeah. and made into a working thing so appreciate that appreciate that from cynthia and everybody who writes in and also appreciate justin robert young for being with us this wonderful thursday uh in the u.s anyway it's uh friday i guess in some parts of the world justin what's been going on since we saw you last 
Oh, well, you know, I, I've been writing my newsletter, the free political newsletter.com. That's where you need to go. Sign up for it. Five days a week, five stories each day, few hot takes, mostly gifts, many of which this week have been from Talladega Nights. Oh. So uh, if you enjoy Talladega Nights gifts mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the, the, the politics, then then you better head over there right now. And man, this one's going to be a spicy one uh, uh, tomorrow with... Uh, the, the incident out in Columbus with one Stormy Daniels. No, I, I realize you've spent a lot of time uh, looking at Gentleman's Bar Law lately because of that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I've spent more time uh, 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 researching the laws of uh, uh, adult establishments in the greater Columbus area today <laughs> than I thought I was going to. But it was for your benefit, dear reader, freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Is it Shake and Bake at Talladega Nights? Uh, that's what oh, yeah. that is, right? Okay, I was I was trying to think of something off the cuff. That's the no, yeah. If if, uh, if if shake and bake, baby, last shake and bake. Well, folks, if you want to shake and bake daily tech news show directly. That didn't work. Uh, if you want to support the show directly, there's lots of ways to do it, including Patreon. Patreon.com slash DTNS lets you get some exclusive access to feeds, uh, some uh, d- a daily column. Today, Roger Chang had a column about some Chinese tech news uh, that you might want to check out. And there's all kinds of perks there, uh, as well as knowing that you are helping to make DTNS better. Head to Patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We love your questions, your feedback, your comments, anything you want to talk to us about. We are listening and reading. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Allison Sheridan from the Silicast. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.